listening to Nerds on Film with Roxy Nobert, Sean Moriarty, Gina Giovanetti, and Brian Moriarty. There's only one way. There's only one way to start this episode. And that's we got to play Bill Murray singing on SNL. <laughs> so, Brian, hit it. Bill so Murray. I can't stand it. I know you planned it. I'm going to send it straight this water gate. <laughs> Roxy said sabotage. I thought I'm supposed to immediately oh, sing no. the song every Come time. Come on over, y'all. This is sabotage. Is that... Oh, 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 oh. Is that... I don't know how to do that. Is that classical music you're playing? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, the classics. Oh, the classics. Please tell me you guys have seen Star Trek Beyond. No. Okay, so that's that's a, literally a, a scene where Kirk decides to play the Beastie Boys. Oh yeah, and, no, I have. And Spock remember. says, "Are you playing classical music?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the TV show that's on right now on CBS. Oh no, no, no. I haven't been watching because I don't have that stupid CBS app. Neither do I. <sighs> okay. Oh, Bill Murray. Bill oh. Murray is a gem, a treasure. Bill fucking Murray. Mm-hmm. Here's what bugs me. Jaws came out when Saturday Night Live like launched and yet they never made I mean obviously they did like the the Telegram Shark stuff um which Gandagram, was a lot they did that a few times but they never did the Jaws the love theme from Jaws until 40 fucking year 45 years later <laughs> it seems like that was a golden opportunity that was missed right the love theme from Jaws. Yes. <laughs> well, that's what got, that's what it's called. But we were just Jaws. listening to that's what it's called. I yeah. know, but I forget that that's the name. Get away from me. <laughs> the love Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> love Jaws. That sounds whew, that sounds like a bad porno title. Mm. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to another installment of Spielberguary. It's Spielberguary. That's right. Yay. Yay. Where yes, the winter every is. Spielberguary, we remind you don't forget to call your mother. <laughs> and it's it's the winter is bitter cold and the, there's no life the outside of nature. Discontent. And uh, yes, and um, we still have an orange haired man as president. Um, <sighs> but no orange is... faced. He has fine golden hair. <laughs> Rumble stilts can spend it for Cotton him. Cotton candy, golden um, hair. Anyway, we won't talk talk about that because I think the last Republican listener we have might eventually drop us. But um, but wouldn't it be great though if Spielberg made a like Trump movie <laughs> in I the vein like, of like you know, uh, Lincoln? I don't think no, because then that means that Trump is the hero. Um, <laughs> no, I I have a feeling that honestly like that's Oliver Stone territory. Oh, Oliver Stone yeah. is going to do a Trump movie. <gasps> have you guys seen Vice yet? No, I haven't seen Vice oh. yet, but I've heard it's not. Is it even out? Yes. Yeah, it came out. It's just this hitting. It's it's they're doing. Annapurna likes to do these slow rollouts with them. Yeah, mm. there. Oh, I mean, no. It just came out this weekend. I can't wait. I can't um, wait. Which, and it's by the in way, limited release. It's it's gonna spread out. So I yeah. don't even think it's playing here in town yet. Yeah. So it. only in major cities. We are recording to you from the past, 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 where You're it's actually not even New Year's Eve yet. But when you hear this, it'll be the future, future, future. How is it? Is it bleak? Is it dark? Are there In cats? the year 2000! <laughs> 19. You can't use that. NBC will sue. Um, sorry. Not really? True. They will? It, Come at I mean, us, NBC. They would sue Conan O'Brien because he can't use any of that material anymore. Well, then. Dicks. Um, but we love NBC because they gave us Saturday Night Live and gave us the love theme from Jaws. But really, they that's... gave us Will and Grace twice. Just <laughs> trying to reel it back in. They've been trying twice. in earnest to give us a Friends reunion. Oh, um, but truth be told, I mean, we don't get Spielberg Ray without this movie, without Jaws, and that's the movie we're going to talk about today. Because in addition to catapulting Steven Spielberg's career, mm. it also catapulted us by launching the blockbuster. Mm. Career. Career. <laughs> Baby shark do, 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 do. <laughs> Oh fuck no I mean you could argue that our fascination with shark culture Is all due to Jaws Yeah Like 100% Shark week Yeah or uh, no just Well yes Sharks yes. in general Shark Shark to puss Shark to Shark NATO The Meg Shark NATO 3 The third one I think it's called Deep Literally third one. Blue Sea Deep oh, blue my sea <laughs> My head Dark is like water. a shark fin 
<laughs> Wasn't there one with dark um, water or something? What was it? Uh, Deep water. Yes. What's the, um, the PG-13 one in a lake that sucks? Uh, Sharks on a Train, which was... Uh, Sharks on a what? Sharks on a Train, a which, was, which was... <laughs> no, it's not. That's, okay. But just like you can he imagine like so these earnestly. genetically enhanced sharks jumping up onto this train as it's passing over a sea bridge. So like they're just... Where's... Where's our fucking if nostalgia really has taken hold fully? Where the fuck is my live action Street Sharks movie? No, and where's, oh, oh my god, uh, Mega Shark, of course, right? Street Shark, um, Sharktopus. We already talked about Sharktopus. Do you guys yes. remember the episode of um, Aladdin that was aired back in the day of Disney Channel um, when Aladdin was a series? Yes, and yes, yes. Aladdin turned into a shark. No, no. <laughs> I don't oh. remember that shit. No, I do remember the the funny bit in Moana where Maui is he, he's stuck oh, yeah. in his uh, he's stuck in his shape shifting, so he's half shark on top and then with yeah. legs. That's that's basically yeah. what, what about Finding Nemo? Sharks are friends, not food. <laughs> yes, and of course, hey, 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 that c- character's name is Bruce, which is a callback to Jaws. Jaws because yeah, true. Bruce was the name of the mechanical shark, yes. also the name of Spielberg's was, lawyer. Wasn't there a whole? <laughs> shark? What? I feel like people. Yes. I, feel I can't like, tell when you're lying. I feel like no, that's actually true. So. Oh. I oh. feel like it came out so close to Finding Nepo, Nemo that they don't realize how good of a movie A Shark Tale is. Oh, yeah. Where fucking Martin Scorsese voices one of the sharks. That's right. And yeah. Jack Black's the main shark. Which, again, was a DreamWorks animation movie, which was, was it DreamWorks was started by Spielberg, which, again, wouldn't have happened because of Jaws. Sister. Mm-hmm. If this is like six degrees of Jaws right now, I would be killing at this moment. Mm-hmm. Six okay, degrees I of Jaws. Okay, I got the whole list of shark movies here. Oh, did gosh. anybody see 47 Meters Down? Yes, I did. Movie was pretty fucked up, huh? It really fucked. What's that movie was. with Blake Lively? Who she's that's like? No. The one, no, that's the Shallows. That's, that's the yeah. Shallows. I yeah. saw that one as well, and that <laughs> fucked me up as well. She's like, and that's the one where she's just on a fucking like surfboard and she's yeah. fighting. Yeah, she, that surfboard? one was kind of not good. But forty-seven meters down was fucked up, and the yeah. ending of it mm-hmm. is sort of like it has like elements of uh, elements of like a Dallas kind of thing going on with like the way that a season ends and it's like all a dream sort of. But it's more oh, fucked up. Yeah. And also, who can who could forget Spy Sharks, which was, <laughs> you know, Spy Sharks. Is that real? <laughs> no, it's not. Real. Are you saying real one? It's Motherfucker. like Spy Kids. Because oh, it doesn't like you. That could totally. <laughs> I could totally Brian, be are you just gonna fuck with us this whole episode? <laughs> no, I'm not. Just when, when it comes to these fake movie titles, you can literally put a shark in anything, and that's <laughs> the thing. The thing is that you guys believe them because oh my god of our fascination with shark oh, movies. No, that's it's right. like, it's Sorry. like that game. Mission Shark Attack. Sharknado right. 2, I don't know what that was called, Electric but Sharknado Google. 3 was Oh Hell No, and then Sharknado oh, no. 4 was The Fourth Awakens. Honestly, Brian, yes. this is like the game of penis, where you add the word penis to any movie title, <laughs> You add shark to it. You add shark to and it. And it's three-headed shark attacks with Danny Trejo. Of course it would be Danny Shark Trejo. Wars. Uh, Tremor Sharks. Oh, that's right. Sharknado 2 was the one that was called the second one. Dude, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Shark anybody? Boy and Lava Girl. Yes. Right. That cinematic Mega gem. Shark versus Colossus. Mega Shark like versus Colossus. It looks like a it looks sort of like a robot mummy. Okay. That's Why hasn't this happened yet? Why hasn't there been a King Kong versus Jaws movie? Ooh. Universal owns both those properties, and they have because never King done a crossover. Because King Kong is enormous, and Jaws is just a normal-sized fucking great white no, shark. No, they go. They have to go to Jurassic Park with it, where they make this genetically enhanced giant ass shark. Or it could be like him versus the Meg. <laughs> yeah, sure. That would but be amazing. The shark, and it has but, to be I from mean, the point it, of view of the shark. The shark is the protagonist, and the shark is the last surviving relative of the sharks from Jaws, because in Jaws four, we realize that it's they've all been family members. All of these sharks. I've had it out remember. for the Brody family since the first one. You know what? We need John Cutting to come in and give us some movie mashups. Oh, sure. my God. John Cutting, please. This it's is... been a while. It's been a while. It's um, been one fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but before that, there was a dry spell of like four episodes. Oh, boy. Show some oh, sympathy. Oh, shit. Snow Sharks. <laughs> That's one where they literally come out of avalanches. Oh, my God. That's a real I movie? watched that shit. It was terrible. But so, it was really, oh, that Jersey so, Shore shark attack. Jersey so, shark, John shark, Cutting. Sharks biting tan, Sh- fake shut, tan Italian. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shark for up. a second. Um, John Cutting, please. Please, please, please. And by the way, for the record, we have not had any alcohol this episode. This is all just like. This is us sober. Fever dream hilarity. Um, yes, I am totally normal. All I've yeah. had is a whole shitload of weed, and that's it. But, John, please. Uh, make us some movie mashups. Don't even do that. Just come up with wildly inappropriate movies that have sharks in the title. 
<laughs> and figure out how to work sharks into them. That would be amazing. American shark. American the sharks. sharks. Uh, <laughs> dangerous liaisons with sharks. Uh, Sharktober. Sharktober. Twelve angry sharks. Twelve angry sharks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerds on Film. I am Brian Moriarty. I'm Roxy Noberry. I'm Sean Moriarty. And I'm Shark Alvarez Moriarty. I was really hoping somebody was going to do that. Oh this is a shark-themed episode. We might as fucking well. Can we shark. do a whole intro with I'm our names of sharks? I'm just going to start saying shark randomly throughout the episode. Uh, I'm Shark Noberry. Oh, my God. So, shark movie that nobody talks about. West Side Story. I'm Brian. How about, how about, you, make, how about you make it the street sharks are the sharks in the new West Side Story movie. So, the West Side Story street sharks. Yeah, I feel like so it'll sharks be a, versus uh, it'll be jets. Cool. Literally, don't miss the whole like race it's relations. It's a shark movie. Nobody it, talks about. But... <laughs> Jesus Christ! I've never heard of it. We There's a shark movie nobody talks about. Is we've Side already Story, descended into madness. Brian, I can't. I'm losing it. I'm losing the plot. Yeah. Ring okay, so it would be wrong to not talk about this episode where we talk about Jaws uh, without at first consulting the source material because it's fitting that the proto blockbuster that is Jaws is a fucking adaptation. Um, <laughs> it is. It's an adaptation of a novel of the same name by Peter Benchley. Um, and I mean, uh, so much so that I think, I don't know if they used the cover art or oh, they did use the cover art for the poster because the did, cover art, yeah. yeah, the cover art, for the Jaws. cover art is way more rudimentary though. The shark looks less, and it's bl all black. The original one, you can see it here. Yeah, Are you the shark it right here kind of yeah. looks like a boat. All black it does. cover, yeah, yeah. So uh, they definitely um, made it a little more scary. Um, huge deal because it looks like a dick with a condom that has a slit in it is yeah. going right. right after that lady. <laughs> I mean, this movie is a big, <laughs> this movie is a big deal because essentially, this is Universal giving Spielberg his shot. At a studio film, they're like, hey, we got this script. Um, we've got this the rights to this short, this novel. We want you to, to direct it. And it was a complete fucking mess. Up, mm. And it is, no, this is definitely, him and kind of George Lucas both kind of had this wing and a prayer thing with their first, like, major blockbuster movie that ended up working out because these guys are just that good at what they do. Um, don't you dare call me out on saying that I don't think that George Lucas knows what he's doing because even though he may not be the world's best writer he definitely knows how to shoot a fucking movie <laughs> so wow. um oh god my dog just farted I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> No. Oh, the smell. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, God. Scotty. Scotty. This is worse than the making Reminds me of job. another movie we haven't talked about, Shark Dog Fart. <laughs> <laughs> it was made for free form. It was animated. Oh. <laughs> okay, wow. I'm good. Okay. So Spielberg gets the rights to this movie, and they have a hard time locking the script because obviously it was a looser adaptation of the novel. And so much so that they started shooting without a lock script, which is something you generally don't do with a studio film. But the the executive, which was Schoenberg, I believe it was Schoenberg um, at that point. Schoenberg. Um, was so adamant about supporting uh, Spielberg in his career that they let him do that and he had all these weird demands like he insisted on shooting the movie on the ocean instead of like them make building a back lot with a bunch of tanks of water isn't that some shit Can yeah so they that? so they shot the entire thing on location at said, martha's vineyard okay. i can't believe it um the worst mistake ever totally they couldn't get the fucking shark to work no i mean it was disintegrating in yeah, the salt water these are all it like legendary stories works in the movie yeah, yeah. But the thing is that because, but Spielberg himself has said that because those barrels were working, mm. the barrels that you see that drag the shark yeah. numerous times, as long as he had those elements, he could tell the story. And which is why he thought, he went really honestly, he went Hitchcock with it, which mm -hmm. was that it's what you yes. don't see that terrifies uh, you. Yes. Of course. And that's what the, what's the winning combination of this film, right. honestly. And, if you, and the thing, uh, what I love about Spielberg, so we just recently watched the HBO documentary about his life. Everyone needs to see it. It'll Great. break your heart and, and you love it. it. so interesting into hearing about his career process. And I love that he says he doesn't like being too prepared because if he isn't feeling on the verge of panic, he doesn't have good ideas for what to do. So really... 
if you think about the crucible that is this movie, the shit show of a, of a studio project, which is over budget behind schedule. Like it was like, it took three times as long to shoot as they originally planned. Oh yeah. Yep. He had to think on his feet and some of the shots in that movie are brilliant mm. because they're either from the shark's perspective, they're from they're just the fin, they're well, they, the dragging of the barrel. What they had to do because they couldn't do what right because did. it was going to take them three the the people who made the shark it was going to take them like three weeks to fix the shark, yeah. which is fifteen shooting days right. gone. So they had to figure out how to do something. The shark was broken, so they improvised, right. and they improvised with some of the greatest scenes right. in movie history. And there's only so much of Roy Scheider you can shoot right. at one time, so you know <laughs> they had to eventually come up with something, right? Yes. Uh, His fake tan starts to rub off. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a lot of things, and you know there were things that happened that were unusual, but are actually really are not that unusual nowadays. Like Richard Dreyfus was cast after production hmm. started. That actually is not that uncommon nowadays um, with as streamlined of a process as filmmaking has become with blockbusters. They oftentimes will cast major actors after they've already started production uh, on their scenes. So that wasn't that big of a deal, but it was Richard Drivis's, I mean, I think he had done American Graffiti at that point, yes or no? I can't remember. I think yes. he had already done American Graffiti, so this was a kind of a stepping point forward from him from there. Um, he was young in this one too. Very much so, yeah. But he didn't look as young because he had grown the beard and the long hair, so it looked. Um, he looked very different. He had already done a lot before Jaws, but American Graffiti was definitely his biggest one. Yeah, I mean that was the one where he was really starting to get noticed as a serious actor, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, and then this kind of pushed him on from there. So, I mean, do you guys really need to know what the plot is about? I mean, come on. It's a fucking shark. Terrorizes a small town. <laughs> but at its heart, it's a story about a family. It is. Of sharks. A family in crisis. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, of course, it's a brilliant no, story about, about a family in crisis. Roy Schneider. Scheider. I also think it's Scheider. a searing indictment Chata. of American Chata. politics on the local level. Because oh, totally. that is literally how shit happens. It's always like, wait, okay, so the girl's dead? Okay, no. The Kittner boy. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's keep the beaches open. You know what I forgot about? I forgot about the scene where the guy's fucking leg gets bitten off, and mm -hmm. like you see well, the leg. And that's one of the that's one of the times where you can tell the shark wasn't working because no shark swims on its side with its mouth open, not moving, just to take the guy down. That's one moment where you're like, no shark swims like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean honestly, the biggest comparison you can make is to that of Moby Dick. Where you have Captain See. Ahab and uh, Quint. Quint is ca like Captain Ahab in this instance, right? Oh, totally. Where his obsession. Right. And I mean, talk about Quint's monologue where he was talking about how he got stuck in the ocean during World War Two because his no, ship went down. That, that's a real story. The USS Indianapolis. Yes, I know. But like his crazy? chilling rendition of that story. Greatest monologues in movie history. It's the right. greatest monologue in movie history, period. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like when Quint. I'm sorry. I mean, you guys, if you haven't seen this fucking movie, go watch it. But it's almost that shark bites India. <laughs> he doesn't seem to be living. Right. Uh, well, except oh, no, for shark, no, which is so ironic because like Quint eye. gets bitten into at the end of the movie, and you see the blood come out of his mouth. Yeah. Like he's very much alive at that point. Oh yeah. So um, I'll never put on a life jacket again. Fall of man. Yeah, yeah, no, I think all the definitely the parallels and the themes are very apparent, and you you can't help but draw from a lot of like Americana in this in this film, and like the death of Americana. Sure, you know how you have this sort of innocence that they're trying to maintain on false pretenses, all for the sake of money. Yeah, and that that illusion quickly disintegrates because right. reality sets in. And think of the time that this film was not only made, but the times that it was based in. Right. right. And how you had a lot of um, disillusionment settling in because of a lot of like war and political changing, um, and I, I think it's a beautiful sort of uh, symbol of about how uh, you just the old times they never last. Yeah, I mean you're you're right. You're talking about politically a time where we are in the Ford administration, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? So there's that weirdness going on. You've got this whole idea of really like the American dream of the 1950s basically figuring out it's all, it was all a lie. It was all bullshit. Right. Like there, there, you know, it was a clever ploy to destroy the environment, build living areas far away from the cities and make people drive. So they'll buy our cars and Oh God, the ozone's gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> or that what lies beneath is 
what really is truly happening. Right. That you cannot put a nice glossy sheen of white paint on a picket fence and think that that, all right, that's, you know, that's that's all we have to rely on for the aesthetic. Right. And the fact, and I think, Sean, you hit a nail on the head when you talked about the politics of it, like the fact that the town just doesn't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. Like they're trying to take a very like soft approach to yeah. handling this. Remember that yeah, because it's tourism dollars. Right. right. Like in the beginning where um, Scheider has to go and get... Uh, he has to go make warning signs and mm -hmm. he has to go to the convenience store and buy the, the materials for it. Yeah. And like the symbolism behind all that where it's a, something as simple as like a, a warning sign and almost like an arts and crafts uh, project. Yeah. For something as serious as a fucking predator shark who like literally rips off a guy's leg all within the first few minutes of the film. Mm -hmm. um, just the film's approach to how this town is in such deep denial. Right. And <laughs> right. Well, you know, it actually reminds me. Looming. Totally. And it actually, I mean, harkens back to like, this is like classical drama. Like I think of Ibsen's An Enemy of the People mm -hmm. in this sense, because for those who don't know the story, that's about a town who has uh, getting a large amount of its income from a spa. But the spa, the doctor who works at that spa discovers that the water is infected. And instead of and trying to petition the town to lower the pipes, the cost would be too great. So it's easier just to discredit the doctor mm -hmm. and shun the doctor oh, than yeah. it is to actually fix the problem. So, I mean, obviously this is not to that extreme, but you can see those those hints. Like it's, this story really does tap into something very, very deep about the human condition, yeah. you know? But with fucking sharks. <laughs> <laughs> sharks. I really want to read the novel now to really get into those thematic elements. Sure. You know? Well, I also feel like there are times where I, it's probably not. I mean, again, I haven't read the the novel. I remember it was available in our school library. Oh, really? As a, yeah, it was. Um, oh, nice. Uh, but of course, they had already adjusted it to have the movie poster on it because it was after, well, after it had been Dude. released. But um I feel like there's probably not going to be as much detail because I think the novel's shorter. Is it? It's a pretty, fairly short. No, work. it's not. They did. There's there's a ton of little subplots that they completely removed from the book. Oh, okay. When they wrote the screenplay, they focus on the three main characters of the book. They just focus on them and then focus on the characterization of the shark. Oh, that's right. That's you read it. Jaws. Didn't you read the novel when you were a kid, Sean? No, I did not because I was lazy. We had this other shark book that I think we got from like Uncle Bob. There was another Peter. Be it was a Peter Benchley. Peter Benchley after Jaws became such a big hit book and a hit movie. Started writing more. Th I mean, he's also written like the creature. He's written about other undersea creatures and stuff. But I think he did. A, it was a book that was a, that was kind of a collection of interviews and stories of people that had real shark attacks. Mm. I can't remember if it was before. Actually, I can't remember if that was before or after because Peter Benchley is just fascinated by shark attacks and that's why he wanted to do Jaws. Well, yeah, but also like the shark-ophobia, I don't even know what the actual psychological term is for it, but the, the level of fear it put into people, it was like after Psycho. Psycho sure. people didn't want to take showers after that famous or infamous scene. No, it's way smarter to get in the tub where you're more vulnerable and not standing up, fucking idiots. <laughs> but also um, the the idea that that you know if you're any near any semi large body of water that you think a shark might be there. Right. Like the toilet, because there's one in the toilet. <laughs> right. I mean, I definitely had the nightmare as a kid. I couldn't go in a pool by myself because I always thought the deep end, the dark part, had a shark in it. Sean had the same problem. Convinced. Yeah. I mean, I blamed it on Deep Blue Sea, but I, I can definitely attribute that to Jaws. Yeah, but through the transitive property, absolutely. <laughs> no, I tell that story to people and they just give me so much shit. I'm like, yes, when I used to swim in my grandparents' pool all the time, I would get scared of the dark part. And they're like, oh, poor little rich boy got to grow up with a fucking pool. And I'm like, oh, it's not. You, <laughs> you don't well, understand. You were from California. Being, being rich, though, Jaws has a really good commentary on social warfare. Or, or on class warfare yeah yes. on different classes i mean you see it in all three of the main male leads right you see it in richard dreyfus's character as the you know the shark doctor as it were um being the expert on things and his self-funded yeah right dr shark yeah i mean you know his expertise being so devalued at first mm -hmm. based off of this middle class man you know hero that comes in with with quint mm -hmm. um and then uh 
just Roy Scheider's character being the actual hero, him being the, the literal working class man who uses his his heart as well as his head, mostly his heart, though, to kind of like guide him through. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved how each of those men, they definitely represented a, a different type of male archetype, mm-hmm. um, particularly during that time period. And I thought they yeah, that was pretty cool how they showed that. Yeah, absolutely. It's really true. I'm sorry. That sounded like an essay I would have written in like eighth grade. I was going to say it had a little a bit of a middle school presentation. Jaws. And that's all, I, that's all I have to say about that. The end. Stole it from <laughs> well, Forrest Gump. Todd. Thank you. A plus. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I no, no, no. That's I, fine. Th- speaking of the shark thing that, I mean, you, th- if you could go to the furthest, furthest left of the bleeding heart animal rights folks, <laughs> they really despise this movie because they think that it's the movie's fault that shark deaths and fear of sharks and shark murder as they put it uh, went up exponentially well yeah Um, and the reason for that is and i'm not saying that that's necessarily a a justified viewpoint but there is a tremendous myth that this movie plays off of which is that that sharks are bloodthirsty uh human tasty or human liking carnivores and they're not um yeah but they're not yeah but the thing is is also it's the 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 the, the, what happens in the movie doesn't change the fact that the statistics show that you're far more likely to get in a plane crash which is even more fucking uh actually no it's you're more likely to get attacked by a shark than a plane crash but still the statistics are so low so it's like people's irrational fear of course they didn't have all that information at their fingertips like we do now with our phones and everything but at the same time you can't blame the movie that was a really good horror movie for all these sharks dying you gotta blame people for being fucking psychopaths Mm -hmm. yeah and getting and i mean you can say that there is a reasonable argument at least not necessarily a logical one but a reasonable emotionally appealing argument that goes with the idea that you know because of what we've seen and how every other shark movie where the sharks are the antagonists play off the exact same yes. myth, it's become so propagated that mm. yes, people yeah, their, their gut true. reaction is okay. But that and and it, and the movie doesn't necessarily highlight something that's not possible and something that sharks don't do. Yeah, it's loosely based <clears throat> on the nineteen sixteen or nineteen fifteen attacks that happened uh, off the Jersey Shore, where a bull shark. They're not sure. They're not one hundred percent sure if it was a bull shark, but based on everything, because bull sharks can survive for longer periods of time in fresh water if they get into a freshwater estuary or something, because they can control the urea in their system. They can so control the wawa. They believe it had to be a bull shark, but it made its way down the shore and killed like three or four people including a child in the span of a couple days so it's happened before it's not and so i don't feel like it's fair to characterize the movie as such an evil thing no of course not heart bleeding heart folks out there that hate jaws i would like you to turn in your life card yeah but if you have been traumatized by the movie jaws i do want to lay down some shark facts some quick shark facts so shit um number one over 70 percent of the species of sharks that are out there don't give a shit about humans in fact very true most of them are harmless and some most shark species are so small that there's no way they could attack yeah. you they're, they're, they're like, like little... dogfish and nurse, nurse sharks exactly and like that. exactly there's only a handful of species you have to be worried about great yeah. white bull sharks hammerheads and i think i don't even think tiger sharks you know but what like, is no, out well, there the little, you, though? even though the black tips and the white tips are smaller they only get to be like three four feet they can Damn. still do some serious yeah. damage and rip out like your calf and everything sure now here's the other thing most can of you the tell time that we're both shark week nerds yeah here's the other thing most of the time when a shark bites a human it's because they think you're a seal uh-huh. Oftentimes, when shark attacks do happen, it's somebody who's wearing a wetsuit, so literally they look like a seal. And not, oh. the, not to say that shark's vision is very good because it's not, but they think it's a seal. They bite into it and they go, "Ew, no!" And they spit it out and they swim away. <laughs> Unfortunately, usually that's done an incredible amount of damage, and some people have a hard time surviving that. Um, it's funny. And that's why I don't sing "Kiss from a Rose" out loud when I'm floating out in the ocean. It's so funny. <laughs> It's, no, but Seal it, joke. It is so funny how much this fear permeated because I, I I laid these facts out to my uncle who obviously was a teenager when this movie came out. He was like, yeah, but then you get the one shark who's like, hmm, not bad, <laughs> and then wants to go kill him. I'm like, no, that's not how it happens. <laughs> but okay. I'll and just... you know what? They still The jury's still out completely on that because we've noticed, Brian and I have been shark nerds for a while, and I've noticed that a lot of the data and a lot of the things that 
were accepted as fact, scientific fact, in the 90s when Shark Week was first gaining traction and stuff, has changed quite a bit. Like, they used to think that great white sharks were only in certain waters, and then they found out after tagging several of them with new technology that they go fucking everywhere on the goddamn planet. There is no water that is safe from great white sharks. What they don't know is that where the is they, they think they know where they might breed um, off the coast of uh, San Diego, which is funny because that's you don't hear about shark attacks there as much as you do in Northern California where the waters are colder. And that was another thing. They thought that they were only in cold waters, like the ones off of uh, Monterey and Santa Cruz, which is why I was always like, I went in the water and then someone's like, yeah, we get sharks out here all the time. And then I never went no, in the water. That's the reason why they go there. That's, yeah, that's the reason why they go there is because there's a heavy seal sea population. Lions. Exactly. Or oh, sea lion population. Sea lions. Yeah. Um, yes. There's that. And there's also, but I mean, you can, I mean, there is no such thing as a freshwater great white shark so if you're in a freshwater body water yet you're probably okay (laughs) you're probably more worried about a crocodile or an alligator than you are anything else um sean and fuck those things why do you love shark movies so much me Mm. uh because jaws has been my favorite movie since i was a kid that movie had a profound effect on me to the point where it did frighten me but i loved it so fucking much i watched it over and i think the original copy that we had of it i had like thrown in a tape and taped the last two-thirds of it or something off of tbs or something and watch it ad nauseum it was just amazing yeah. I, I do remember something about sharks fascinate me they fascinate a lot of people i'm not fucking special <laughs> yeah i i do remember <clears throat> that the first time we went to universal studios and to the tour oh, God. oh the tour the famous tour where they have the fisher boat out there and you yeah. see the fin and oh, the no, boat goes no. under and then the red water comes up mm-hmm. which for a six-year-old which is what i was at the time is terrifying because you're like yeah. my parents and then like, it no, just it's pops fake, it's up over and over mm-hmm. yeah. next to your and if you look at it if you look at it around the corner you're like it's essentially like at, at about a 45 degree angle sticking up out of the water, just moving right. up and down because mm-hmm. they use one of the ones from the movie at the Universal Studios mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Nice. Yes, it's true. Now, it was one of the problems. They refurbished it. Have and you- speaking of which, you thought it was scary for you. I was in what? First grade. So you were six. No, I was, I was in kindergarten. Was, you were in second grade. I was in second grade. When we went, I start my. My, I used to have like a recurring nightmare that I fell into the water at <laughs> Universal Studios, and it was like the, the the thing that the shark like busted off the track, and it was like a robot shark that came after me. Holy I remember that, shit. and that's Holy why shit. I remember distinctly wanting to get a shark fin from when the San Jose Sharks happened. And so yeah. I could just like put it on his bed cover. And just, <laughs> so just you a, could fuck with him for Dude, it yes. was, It's to the, the point where I turned? can actually, it was such a vivid and horrible nightmare I had for so long that I can literally feel the, like st- my foot hitting the rails of like the track that it was on. That, that was the part that initiated how scary it was. Sean, do you realize how significant this like is right now? We have discovered your Achilles heel. Like no, we no. always talk well, about yeah, Brian. No, stuff. Like, we never talk about water, yours. I don't go in the ocean. No, <laughs> when we were in fucking North Carolina. I, say, I was just petrified the whole time. But I will say, if you know the alien movies ever made like some <laughs> weird like xenomorph shark, you can be sure as fuck that Sean and I would be equally scared watching <laughs> the that movie. The are going down. Oh, that sounds awesome, Xeno Shark. There's another movie. We're just making <laughs> shark movies. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shark! That's amazing. I Here we kind go of, again. Like, <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> Can we just talk about the fact that, like, Shark this movie wedding. is one giant metaphor? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. For Steven Spielberg's anxiety? Speaking of anxiety. Because that man was full of fear all the time. Anytime. <laughs> Sorry, Sean's not paying attention. I totally just. I know. He's red. Shark wedding. <laughs> Four sharks and a funeral. <laughs> Three four sharks wedding, and a baby. Four weddings and a shark. Yeah. <laughs> wedding shark. Yeah. Yeah, wedding. Wedding Stop shark. it. Roxy, continue. <laughs> baby shark, stay out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. This is started. You know, there's no oh turning back. Oh, my God. You know what? What about a version of Home Alone starring a baby shark that got left in a cove alone <laughs> and the three people from Cove alone. That's like, what it is. Cove alone. It's Shark Alone, and then Shark Alone 2 Lost in New York, where 
they're you know trying to hit the currents and then they he ends up in new york and somehow the same three guys because it'll be quint brody and uh hooper still <laughs> but they'll be more wacky like joe pesci and Damn dude Stern. you missed a golden opportunity cove alone is perfect you said he was left at his cove alone cove alone is amazing that is pretty oh good. cove alone oh i missed it yeah cove and alone we can also cove and you know what cove alone lost in new york we will make Covalone Provolone cheese for kids. <laughs> cheese snacks that are based on the movie. Still so, so kids are John not only getting calcium, him. but they're properly being afraid of not sharks, but the people that hunt sharks while they're in their cove alone. <laughs> um, oh shit! Suffice it to say, I mean, we've already kind of like put the cart in front of the horse here, but like, we know the impact this movie's had. On, psych- on the psychology yeah, I mean, of our culture, it, th- we know the impact that it's three- had on Spielberg's career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and to, to put in the perspective what happened with the production, how and how a homeboy thought it was going to be a fucking failure. He was really worried it was just going to turn into a failure because it got so much bad press that people already had opinions about it before they showed up. But the movie cost three point five million, ended up cost or that was the original budget, ended up costing nine million. So he tripled the budget, which is huge in the seventies. But then you know it made four hundred and seventy one million dollars, so nobody gave a shit. Yeah, it was the first highest grossing movie. I mean, it was the highest grossing movie ever made at that time. Wow. Yes, and it was the thing. Here's the thing. Like we talked about this in our blockbuster episode from years ago. Mm But the idea that you used to go to your art house, not art house, you used to go to your mom and pop or your local cinema, which had two, maybe three screens. Cinema. Cinema. As as I found out, Ray Fine says cinema from listening to him talk about working with Spielberg. He has such a strong sense of cinema. (laughs) Um, But anyway, you would go to your, you know, your local movie theater and there would only be two or three screens and that's just because that's what people were used to you try going to see jaws in that environment you have lines around the block Mm -hmm. you know movies like jaws gave birth to the multiplex you know they had to they had to so or this the idea of a cineplex not just like a two or three screen theater so yeah they went up to like what four or five was huge five or six because all the ones that we saw because when we were kids all the ones that were five or six like the eight where the amc was in saratoga they knocked that fucker down and turned it into a 14. But before that, they had like the Century Theaters and the AM. Remember the one single lone shitty AMC Town and Plaza Theater that was across from all the, all the where they the, the country, bastard yes. stepchild movie would end up over there while all the good movies were at the Century Domes. Duh. Yes, the AMC Town and Country. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, that's where we saw the sneak preview of Ghostbusters too. Yeah, no, cr- it's also no where way. we saw Big. When it came out, that's also where I saw Austin Powers and High School High. (laughs) High School High. Um, Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Big recipes, Penny Marshall. I mean, we we honestly can't overstate how much this one movie release changed everything about how we see movies. Um, And and it also got ripped off a million fucking times. Well, also shit like Piranha. Orca, the one about the killer whale. Sure. Uh, what's the Anaconda. one that they did in the most recent season of um, of uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000? Another Piranha movie, but it actually had a halfway. Like, they actually got some decent name. It has, like, Lee Majors yeah. in it. I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure that you honestly, you wouldn't have even gotten the expression, jump the shark. Hmm. Unless this movie existed, because they wouldn't have put that fucking story into Happy Days <laughs> if there wasn't a cultural zeitgeist around sharks, yep. right? Yeah, there was, yeah. You mm-hmm. also, think about this, you don't get to Schindler's List without Jaws. Oh my uh... God. Sharks. No, don't you dare. Schindler's List. Don't uh, you dare. No, 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 no. no. You, you started it, Brian. You started <laughs> don't you dare. Don't but you I'm, dare. But, Schindler Sharks. I mean, I'm- Schindler I'm, Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh that's, my God! That's you. I noticed that. I noticed that the little redskin shark is on that pile. <laughs> Why did they have to make him red so I'd know? Brian, you created a monster. I did. No, I. I thought, fish. Now, by personally, the way, is the name of that now movie. what I want to see is I want to see like the special like covert operation that America tried to train sharks to take out the Nazis. I thought mm-hmm. that would be. Oh no! I'm just no. I'm imagining the exact same movie, but instead of Jews, it's sharks. So you've got like. Ray finds on a tower with a harpoon gun, just like I am fucking picking so off sharks. Uncomfortable right now. <laughs> so, so uncomfortable bad. right now that we are making a Holocaust joke with sharks. Stupid. It is not a Holocaust joke. It is a movie joke about Schindler's List and okay. sharks. Okay. They're both made by the same director. It's not like it's way out of left field. That's true. 
That's true. I'm just stroking my beard, <laughs> trying to calm down. I'm trying stimming to, right now, so I don't freak from out. Can't even zone. Is that your safety? Exactly. Safety stroke your beard. Safety stroke. Mine is I just throw my thumb right in my butt, my left thumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's the I'm on a Jeffrey and I'm stroking the fuzzy wall right now. That's what I'm doing right now. So here's the thing, guys. We want you guys to share your perceptions uh, about Jaws. When did you first see it? Uh, how many times have you watched it? Is it a perennial viewing? Is it a movie that you saw once and can't because watch again because you're scared that a shark is going to come up from under your bed? Or that your shark you? is going to oh, be yeah. in your sleeping oh, bag and of which, bite your leg off? A bucket off? list thing for me because I am so shit scared of sharks and it'll help me get over that irrational fear is I want to do one of the viewings where like you are out you're in, in the, the ocean tube. where it's calm sitting in a, a tube while they watch it on an inflatable um, screen that's being projected with amps out there mm -hmm. or uh, on a oh, beach. No. Have you heard about these? I they do it a lot on lakes, you. but I want to do it yeah. in the ocean where the threat is real. And they also, <laughs> what they also don't tell you is you're wearing a vest that's been soaked in chum. No! So, um, <laughs> that's right. No, you get in and then they just dump chum all over you. Like, oh, you forgot about that part? Sorry, bye. <laughs> Good luck, don't die. Um, <laughs> Good luck, don't die. <laughs> Good luck, don't die. <laughs> um, so we're going to put a pause to Pause. this installment of Spielberguary. And we were going to come back next episode with another great Spielberg film to discuss. Yay. In the meantime, we are going shark to... Shark me if you can. <laughs> shark me if you it's can. Shark me if you can. And it's shark a shark that forges oh checks God. and goes all up and down the coast. <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal a Shark. A shark just posing as a pilot, like, what, like all wet, walking onto a plane. And they're um, like, dude, are you sure you're supposed to be here? And he's like, yeah, I'm your deadhead. You ready for this? Here we go. Sharks, as in like clerks. Sharks work at a convenience store. Uh, <laughs> mall sharks. Mall sharks. <laughs> chasing I sharks. Sign up to see that. Chasing sharks. <laughs> Jay and Silent Smith. Shark Strike Back. <laughs> <laughs> this all is, sharks all the time. All sharks all the time. Everything should be sharks. I don't um, want to see people in no well, more of my movies, everyone. Speaking of renaming movies. <laughs> speaking of renaming movies, indeed. Um, so we're going to pull the curtain back and share uh, the Nerdonomy text thread with you guys, which we've done once or twice before. Um, but it's fun because we come up with some really funny shit. Yeah. Um, All right, Brian. So we're going we're gonna to come up with a new segment. So you're going to have to come up with a little bit of music to put behind this. And I'm going to narrate for you the, the spoken part of the segment. Are you ready? Okay, go ahead. Nerdotomy's behind the meat curtains. <laughs> wow. No, we are not calling it that. You're a horrible person. Why not? It's great. It's like behind the curtain, but it's also vaginas. No, no. We, we don't, we're not going to call it that, though I do. I am very tempted to take Vivaldi's Four Seasons and like put that behind do it. it. Fucking do it. Of all the songs to do it with, that's the one. <laughs> you have to now. There's no going back. It is done. What's done is done. Brian, oh my God. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh. I love it. Um, so Sean coaxed us, and I was so at this point, it was a slow oh, did Saturday I start night. This whole thing, yes, you did. did. It it's was a fault. Saturday after Thanksgiving. We were all kind of like gorged out and basically bored, super dehydrated from booze. That too, and that too. we were stuck in crazy ass traffic coming up from LA. So I was in the backseat on my phone, and then Sean and I just got everybody to start doing renaming of Mission Impossible titles and it was because the joke was yeah it was you know there was Mission Impossible 2 Mission Impossible 3 Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and then Mission Impossible 6 which was Rogue Fallout Ro no no I made the joke that it was uh, uh, what did I say it was Protocol, Protocol Rogue. Rogue and it was just like no it was Fallout <laughs> I said no I'm pretty sure it was Protocol Rogue because they got lazy with titles after that <laughs> It was a total joke, but then Sean said, "Let's and all I said, come I up with." I love you, but let's all come up with, with ridiculous, ridiculous yet plausible Mission Impossible titles. Go! So here we go. Here we go. Do you want to read yours, Sean? You start. Yeah, coming. I don't like the yeah Mission Impossible Dead Birth. <laughs> and mm. then my second one was Mission Impo <laughs> Mission Impossible Creme de Recon. <laughs> I, I said Mission Impossible Seven Maximum Crescendo. That's what I said. <laughs> and I said Mission Impossible Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Mission Impossible, Kim Possible. 
Mission Impossible 8, The Search for Curly's Gold. I guess I'll be fair. (laughs) (laughs) Mission Impossible, Dante's Inferno. (laughs) And I said Mission Impossible. Okay, the next one, let's see. Mission Impossible, Impossible Mission. You also... uh, You're welcome. What I love about that is that you also did this whole thing in... Oh, yeah. No, I did a palindrome. Mission Impossible. <laughs> El Bisopmi Noisim. <laughs> you had a total John Travolta moment. <laughs> I did. Adele, was... does he? I just spelled Mission Impossible backwards. <laughs> uh, and then you, Sean. Mission Impossible. And the thing is, is I had ideas in my head for all these, but we were firing them off so fast that I didn't want to elaborate, but... Mission Impossible, the Xenu complex, was going to be how Scientology somehow worked its way into the Mission Impossible series. <laughs> I'd love Let's to see that. Mission Impossible, the impossibleist. Sarah. <laughs> A Mission Impossible nuclear... Oh, no, that... <laughs> no, I went, I went probable with the next one. Mission Impossible, Doomsday Clockwork. What about nuclear winter fest? <laughs> oh, that was later. Yeah, down. that was later on the list, I think. No, no, it's up there at the top. It says, "Roxy, you are the best." And Mission Impossible nuclear winter fest. Then I said, uh, "Also a beer, oddly enough." <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Mission Impossible. Oh, and then my best one. <laughs> butt stuff. Oh, yours. You go first. Yeah, butt stuff. Mission Impossible butt stuff. <laughs> There's a bomb in his butt. <laughs> and yours is Mission Impossible cruise well, control. And that one wins. I think that one wins all of them. That one was like, impossible cruise what control. they really didn't say is cruise control actually meant like the producers were like, Tom, you, you can't keep doing these stunts. You're like, and he's like, fuck you. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah, and exactly. then he would do even crazier stunts. I saw like this movie with not playing Russian roulette with a really loaded, like a real loaded gun. And then the next ones include, uh, Sean, you did the next one was, I think no, it's you, it was cruise control. And then, and then you. you had the next one, Mission Impossible Ultimate Paradox. Ultimate Paradox. Which, was, which actually goes to what I was saying. I was like totally plausible. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Mission <laughs> Impossible Oedipus Complex. <laughs> That's just so fucked up. Because like, what, So does Ethan Hunt have like a teenage daughter or something that he doesn't realize is his daughter? Go, Brian. Oh, I love this one that I did. Mission Impossible Implausible Deniability. <laughs> Mission Impossible. No. Ipso facto. Oh my God. Mission Impossible verisimilitude. <laughs> this is probably my yeah, favorite. Yeah, because so as soon far. as Brian said ipso facto, I was like, everybody's going to make fun of Brian's word of the day. We have to. Mission Impossible. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> and then I did uh, Mission Impossible. <laughs> Mission Impossible lorem ipsum dolor. <laughs> oh, God. And if you don't know what that is, you obviously don't look at templates. <laughs> you exactly. don't look at templates or understand the finer points of topography. Uh, yes. <laughs> Sean? It, oh, Mission Impossible, The Return of Jafar. The terrorist, not the Disney character. Long Jesus. title, but necessary. Jesus Christ. Long title, but necessary. That's the whole title. I love this next one. Sarah did the Mission Impossible animal style because she's craving in and out <laughs> I said Mission Impossible Finding Nemo. <laughs> Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible the, the Revenge. revenge. Perfect, this perfectly time. fitting. This time, and I said this time, it's personal. <laughs> Mission Impossible, A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> I love how you spelled tail, too. <laughs> yeah. You had to. I had to go tail with It was the actually AIL. their literal tail, not a story. <laughs> no, uh, oh, said, yeah, Mission Impossible, Ethan Goes West. <laughs> Dom, Dom DeLuise has a bigger part in this one. <laughs> uh, Mission Impossible inspired by a true story. <laughs> Mission Impossible 2 lost in New York. Macaulay Culkin has a gun in this one. Sean's <laughs> like, he's always had one. We just don't know until now. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> <laughs> Mission Impossible at the Museum. Battle of the Smithsonian. <laughs> <laughs> Mission Impossible Nicole Kidman's alimony check They were going for realism with this one <laughs> Mission uh, Impossible 2 Electric Boogaloo Yes Mission Impossible <laughs> In space In space Mission Impossible Residual delinquency <laughs> I don't get that one Mission it Impossible basically means they're running out of money Oh Mission Impossible The Andromeda Felch That's the space one Wow 
very medical. A residual delinquency. I think actually Paramount <laughs> is in residual delinquency oh right God. now. I love this next <laughs> one. Because they're not Sean. making enough money. Oh yeah, Mission so. Slim Possible, an eight-minute daily workout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mission Impossible, Paramount bankruptcy is no. what called. <laughs> Crystal Mission Impossible, back to the nineties. No. John Voight returns. <laughs> Mission Impossible, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So dumb. Because <laughs> anytime I hear that, I want to kill someone hearing about that. Um, Mission Impossible, Fallen Kingdom. And then I went, uh, Mission Impossible, One Minute to Midnight. Going nuclear theme again. Mission Impossible. Can't Even, which was the next one. And then I did the Mission Impossible Global Meltdown. Here we go again. Again. Uh, okay. Oh, man, I wish I didn't use that joke um, earlier. Yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible, Back to the Academy. <laughs> Mission Impossible, Mission to Moscow. Mission Impossible. Thanks. It has pockets. <laughs> what? I still don't know where the fuck that one came from. You're always the one that has a pocket. You always have to ask. You always have to talk about it. (laughs) Mission Impossible 12, Sleeper by the Dozen. (laughs) (laughs) Mission Impossible, Moo Moo Cow. Yeah, we're... (laughs) Oh, Mission Impossible Rebirth of a Nation. That one was going to have some racial undertones. And then I followed and that with Mission Impossible Anal Prolapse. I, and then someone, someone gave me an angry face. I'm like, I deserve that. Yeah, exactly. I, did, I definitely deserve that. It was not okay. <laughs> Anal Prolapse is good. Sean's prequel. Oh, my God. Prequel. Mission Impossible 1885 Code Black. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked. That was fucked up if you know about Mission you know, Impossible slavery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mission Impossible. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you were, you were directed off. by Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau's version of it. <laughs> oh, bro. It's real Hollywood movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, Brian, you're up next. <laughs> Mission- <laughs> Shit. Mission Impossible, the assassination of Ethan Hunt by the coward Robert Ford. <laughs> God, they got lazy. <laughs> they got lazy with the title. Fuck Ethan Hunt anyway. <laughs> That's what I Sean? Oh, Mission Impossible 18, the dawn of the return of the revenge of the Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> I don't know where that one came from. Oh, yeah, and then right after that, Ejaculation Impossible, the death of Urethan Cunt porn parody. <laughs> that was a stretch. Oh, Sean. Yeah, then I say that one's a stretch. Apologies. <laughs> I think that's where it ended, and your Brian and was like, oh, Brian, Brian ended it this with died like a like ninety five percent of sketches. Yeah, um, Mission Possible budget cuts. Oh, I just love that. Like, you bring back Anthony Hopkins for five minutes. And said, listen, Ethan, we can't keep going on impossible missions. We have to scale things back <laughs> down. Scale it down. <laughs> scale Honestly, it down. the clear winner here though is Mission Impossible Cruise Control. Yes, <laughs> though now like- we have to say it, Mission Impossible. Sharks. Sharks. <laughs> Mission Impossible. <laughs> Fucking sharks, bro. Exclamation mark. Sharks. Although I do have a close second with uh, Mission Impossible Moo Moo Cow. <laughs> Moo Moo Cow. I like that All one right, a lot. That was great. But let's come up with Jaws ones now since there were three <laughs> other Jaws sequels. sequels which Spielberg had nothing oh to God, do with. And I didn't get to. Oh, my God. I didn't get to talk about this. There was a fucking Jaws game. That came out for Xbox and PlayStation in like 2004, 2005. <laughs> and when I read about it, and I forget what gaming magazine I read it, and it's like, it's like Grand Theft Auto Shark. You're the fucking shark, and you play all these missions, and there's side missions, and it has a 25-point dismemberment engine where there's like 25 different ways that you can bite somebody, and then it, you, you controlled it pretty well where you could bite somebody and hold on to them, and then you could like swim up to the water and just start shaking, and pieces of them start flying off. And if you do that, you freak out all the people on the beach, and the people People on the beach start shooting at you and then cops like or you know boats with mm. harpoon guys start coming it was super realistic and it was amazing and if you've ever wanted to know what it's like to be a shark and to love eating people buy it <laughs> Duh. That sounds so, really dumb. <laughs> question for you guys before we end make a quick answer how long do you think before hollywood runs out of ideas and remakes jaws Ooh. Like actually, like not, not like we're gonna make another Jaws movie or Shark movie. We're gonna actually remake Jaws. Spring of twenty twenty. I think it's one that's so twenty twenty. <laughs> so close. Yeah, it's in development now. It's in development right now. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever happen. There's a there's a handful of movies that people hold up to such high regard, like that you'll never see. You might see another sequel possibly, 
but I don't think they'll ever, ever remake Jaws. I don't think they're ever going to remake The Godfather. I don't think they're ever going to remake Gone with the Wind. Francis Ford Coppola's ears are burning as you say that. Yeah. It doesn't count as a remake. He wouldn't make a remake. He would probably make a sequel with his and put his fucking grandchild in it, and it's going to suck. <laughs> there you go. In the Sophia, of... put your daughter in it. I swear it won't go terrible this time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sophia good. Coppola's Jaws. That would be. <laughs> Sophia Coppola as Jaws. Jaws, Jaws in translation. Ring, Lost in Jaws. Um, <laughs> no, Jaws in translation. <laughs> Jaws in translation. <laughs> Where a shark starts to get real friendly with Scarlett Johansson, but then has to leave. It bites her head off before it leaves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although I really like that shark scotch commercials in Japan. Oh, <laughs> Star oh shark. And we bring it back to Bill Murray. Oh, my God. Aww. We end on Bill Murray, and we started on Bill Murray. How As funny is that? As all things must. Yeah, no it kidding. is all Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And oh. a Bill Murray to you. <laughs> Listener feedback. Yeah we have one from TJ Williams Yay! Uh, that we didn't read last time. So it reads, uh, how low that Chang hang? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's going back. Yeah, Sean, no kidding. it's you, me, and Sarah. Uh, hey, nerds. Hope all is well. Sarah, great hearing your voice on episode 201. Yay. In between the episodes, I'm going through the backlog for the fifth time or sixth time. Aww. Last night, I was re-listening to how low that Chang hang, Meryl. <laughs> and wow, that episode was funny as fuck. The part... <laughs> The part where Sean calls his mom because it's Mother's Day had me laughing so fucking hard. I woke my daughter up. Totally worth it. Hope all is well with you nerds. P.S. Dave, we need you. Um, Very nice. Thank you, TJ. Wow. So what they're saying with that feedback is, Dave, we need you. Brian, we don't because you weren't on that episode. Yeah. Thanks. No, I'm kidding. That's No, it's funny. The funny thing is when he called, (laughs) I was literally in the room with my mom because I wanted to spend Mother's Day with her. So... It was oh, ridiculous. But um, <clears throat> anyway. Oh, mama got a chain. How long that chain hang, Meryl? That was a great episode. Yeah. Um, so we did have that one piece of feedback. But you know how you can give us more feedback? You can go to neuronomy.com and click on that talk to us link, which will send us an email to our inboxes. And while you're there, you could, I don't know, buy a T-shirt or maybe even send us a donation. Which goes to keeping the podcast running. Why are you talking? Stop it! Why are you talking? sound like fucking Keanu Reeves <laughs> <laughs> in the nineties? Like, do you wish? Mike... Do you wish to remain anonymous, bro? <laughs> I'm do you trying wish to remain anonymous, bro. I'm trying to sound like I have no confidence in what I'm saying. Are you trying to get our so, attention? Yeah. Um, super paying attention. I basically sound like what an Australian would sound like if they spoke with an American accent but kept their cadence because everything upward and flexed. If they the spoke like you, Brian. Yeah. If they spoke like, like you. If they spoke like me. <laughs> um, but seriously, you can do all those things. But more importantly, what you can do is you can spread the word of... <laughs> <laughs> spread the word of queef. <laughs> <laughs> spread the word of nerd like a shark turd. Yes, there you go. You can spread <laughs> the word da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could spread the word of nerd like chum on a shark resort. Oh god, it's horrible. <laughs> a shark resort. There's a movie title, Shark sure resort. resort. That was great. That was beautiful. Well said, sir. I applaud you. So there you go. Tell your friends and family, elected officials, clergymen, school teachers, distant relatives, Life close guards. relatives, passing acquaintances at work. Sister wives. Sister wives about this podcast. Uh, and because we love our listeners and we want to have more of them. Um, guys, thank you. And by the way, thank you to my wife for becoming uh, coming on the podcast again. Thank you, be like, thank you for becoming my wife. Thank you for becoming my wife. Well, there's that too. But my thank wife. you. Thank you to my wife for guesting on the podcast Yay. again and offering commentary here and there. Thank you. Thank you, Vanessa. Shark. <laughs> shark you every month. Shark you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We will shark you in a couple weeks. So stay sharky and shark, 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 shark. <laughs> stay sharky. Shark. Shark, shark. Shark, shark, shark. Shark, 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 shark. And now, shark, 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 shark. You shark, shark, shark. <laughs> shark, shark, shark. Holy shit, I'm about to punch you. And roll credits.
now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. The thing about a shark is he's got lifeless eyes, black <laughs> eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't even seem to be living till he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white. And then, ah, oh, you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. <laughs> that quote was made for this. Oh, the ocean shit. turns red, and despite all your pounding and your hollering, oh those sharks come in and rip you to pieces. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy <laughs> shit! I am gone. Oh, oh my god! Start the pounding and the hollering, and sometimes that sharky go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. <laughs> I've, I've watched Brian that monologue a thousand times, and Dude. I've seen that movie another thousand times. Brian is beside himself right now in laughter. I have never seen just, him laughing this hard before. You just keep going. You just keep going.